Welcome to the Money Advantage Podcast, empowering business owners with the permission to think differently about money so that you can consciously choose to live a meaningful and fulfilled life now. Our passion is making money simple, fun, and doable, helping you feel great about your money and getting your money working for you so you can thrive. Hi, and welcome back to the Money Advantage Podcast. I'm Rachel Marshall, one of your co-hosts, and unfortunately, Bruce Weiner was not able to join us for this conversation today. We also had a fabulous, fabulous time talking with one of our favorite clients, that's Nene Mbanu, and we just talked to her about her story, her journey, her why, the reasons why she became a client, purchased a privatized banking whole life insurance policy and why she is on this trajectory to take control of her financial life. And I think one of my favorite lines that she shared towards the end of the show was that she's into hacking in any way that she can, travel hacking. Um, She didn't mention biohacking, but all these different ways where you can up-level and do even more good than most people can see with the naked eye and with the common status quo way of doing things. And so what she was doing in her financial life and what she continues to do now is educate herself and grow and try to hack her way to becoming a true version of wealthy. So in today's show, we interview and showcase her client story. One of my favorite conversations that we've had to this date as well. I love these client stories that we get to showcase and share with you. And I think one of the main reasons why it's so valuable is that in this financial life or in any area of our life, if we're the ones that are maybe on the outskirts and we're doing things a different way than most people are doing them, sometimes it can feel like we're alone or just we're on we're the only person an island choosing this way for our life and our family and i want you to know that you're not alone you're in a position where there's a tribe of people who are really taking control of their financial lives and destiny and we want to be able to showcase and share that with you and see and help you just see how you can model this in your own life so one of the things that's going to come up in the conversation today is privatized banking, and that is usually a, using a specially designed whole life insurance policy. Now, I want to just start off the conversation by saying privatized banking helps you to do everything better. It helps you keep and control more of your money. It helps you store it where you have safety, accessibility, and growth, and then you can use it as investable capital to boost your investment returns, to borrow against a policy, put that money to work in additional assets, then be able to pay yourself back and recycle and reuse those dollars. Now, I do want to point out that privatized banking is just one step in a bigger journey to time and money freedom. And that's why we've put together the business owner's three-step cash flow system. Now, in that system, first you are keeping as much of the dollars that you're already making as possible so that you increase your current cash flow from your income. Then you are protecting your money and your wealth. You're putting as much protection component in place in your in your financial life as possible. And then once you have the cash flow and the protection, then you're using your dollars to put to work and create more money. And that is how you build this path to time and money freedom. Now, privatized banking fits into that system. It's part of the protection component, but it really just helps every single area of your financial life become so much better because of the guarantees and certainty. Now, I do want to point out that in this conversation, we had a little glitch with the recording and we actually 
dropped a portion of the first part of the conversation. So when we jump in, it's a little bit uh, mid sentence here. So bear with us on that. But it's a fabulous conversation. And I hope that you'll see yourself in Nene's story, because there's going to be a lot of similarities between you and where you're headed in your life and the choices and decisions that she personally made. So without further ado, let's dive into this conversation. We, of course, you know, we made it happen, hustled and everything, but it made me realize that I'm not in control. Mm -hmm. Definitely nobody's in control of anything technically, but as far as, you know, in the corporate world or your job and everything. So subsequently, years later, which is about two years ago, I got laid off again, but this time I was in a better position, meaning a little more um, confident and... You know, um, just the outcome, especially, you know, by then my husband and I have grown with, we're, you know, working and all that stuff, but there's an element of still, you know, not being in control, working for somebody, you know, right. so we have invested, I think in that in 2003, we invested in a rental property. Mm-hmm. Um, how did I get into that? Yeah, um, I was just going to say, what was the yeah, decision? how did I get into that? Yeah. It was, I was pregnant <laughs> and, you know, back then they had the infomercials and I don't know if there's a guy called Carlton Sheets um, and I bought his <laughs> tapes back then. They had the oh, yeah. And so this was before I got laid off and I was watching, uh, you know, like on my way commuting to work, I was listening to um, his tapes on the bus, just That's listening right. to his tapes and everything, Carlton Sheets. And all about you know you know um, real estate investing and understanding the expenses and cash flow, just generally. And so um, back then they would give a loan to anyone, right? <laughs> Didn't really have the down payment and made lots of you know mistakes. And that's one of the things I love about real estate is that you can make some. I mean, mistakes can be really bad if you're not careful, but you can make it's still time adjust through things, and it will still be okay, you know. So well, I think uh, it gives you uh, an ability. I mean, I've never heard yeah. of anyone who's become successful that didn't make yeah. mistakes. Yeah. And so what's interesting is that you're saying that there's time to adjust and there is. Yes. Especially, I mean, you not only had the learning from making a little bit of a mistake, but then there's also, you have other advantages within real estate. So it's a hard asset. There's going to be some value attached to it. It's not going to deplete or go down to zero or negative. Right. I mean, you can right. lose money in real estate and I'm not going to lie about that. It's yeah, not a, that is it's very not, true. You can, yeah, you can always lose risk. yourself. Yes. And, you know, back then they were giving loans to everyone. I would say then, you know, I, it's not like we had, en- we had enough capital to put down. We didn't have the perfect credit to put down. But lucky for me, that was an opportunity and we jumped in. And, you know, we kind of just was throwing our money both into when we now moved into, because we, we, were, we were in an apartment, right? And we bought a rental property. Mm-hmm. The first house we ever bought was a rental property. And then I about love that. Se- seven months later, we bought the house, which we're staying in right now. Um, we, we bought this house. And, you know, we're working and we, my husband, you know, was saying the biggest bill you have is, you know, where you're staying. And I, we kind of have the same agreement when it comes to um, um, not liking that we were paying for it. But it's great because the rental property, somebody else is paying, you know, the mortgage right. down for you. But for our primary home, like Robert Kiyosaki says, that is not an asset, right? You're paying your own money. So Exactly. Well, what's interesting it, is yeah. you're not the only person... I've heard so many times over saying, you know, what was really important to create in your life was cash flow and financial freedom. And you mentioned 
the lack of control that you felt with the layoffs and you're yeah. saying, okay, how can I get into a position of control? And just having a bigger house clearly does not put you in yeah. a position of control, but you said, Hey, how can I buy a house that's an asset that's going to produce cash flow for me? Exactly. Right? Yeah. And you know, just so again, you know, my personality is such that I do love to research the hell out of things, you know, and, and look for things and understand things. And I, I am a little bit more of a, um, I'll say a little bit of a risk taker a little bit, you know, I like to think I'm doing a calculated risk. doesn't mm -hmm. always pan out that way, but I'm more likely to, to, to kind of jump, you know, yeah. I would say. Um, so, you know, through it all. I think I, I think with that, and I don't want to cut you off because I don't want to, you to lose your train yeah, of thought, okay. but I think in terms of calculated risk, I mean, you definitely do a lot of research. And so when you do move forward, you're saying, okay, I've looked at the landscape I yeah. understand the decision I'm making, but you still have to move forward. I mean, yeah. you can't always do what everyone else is doing and what you've always done if you're going to have yeah. a different kind of result in the future. And so I think, I, I think calculated risk is a really wise way of putting that, but you're also somebody who's willing to say, I'm willing to do things differently so I can get a better result. Right. And you know, for me, um, because I think the other episode you had about retirement, I think you've spoken on your podcast about retirement mm -hmm. and all that. I personally don't, you know, I, I'm not really ever looking as far as retirement or have some thing. I, you know, what do you want to do? I don't, I really always, I'm still trying to figure things out, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. Um, I like my job, you know, um, but I know that it could be gone like that. And so I, I like to travel. I like to spend time with my kids and do that. So the option and the choice is what I'm, you know, what we are working towards, you know, as far as understanding okay, I could choose not to work this time or I could choose to take a longer vacation or I could choose to do this and that. So which is the piece of the journey of trying to figure out um, um, cash flow? It was in my, okay, so fast forward, you know, the, the rental house and we just decided, my husband and I decided that we we're going to just pop all our money into paying down our primary home. And... Um, then I, because you can have mortgages up to 10 of one person, you know, you know, mm -hmm. that FHA, you can have up to 10, but you know, with other responsibilities between our parents and all the other things, cause we are, um, we have, um, you know, family that we need to take care of and all that. It's one of those things that for the capital, for the money you have, you have to figure it out to how can this one money do a lot of different things and how can I still live my life? Now, I would hate to get old and then like, ah, you've reached your life now and now you don't have the energy to do the things that you want to do. So um, yes. that's where we, you know, my husband was at. We always have these kind of conversations about that. So we plopped down money down in the house. So I think I was, uh, I had gone and, you know, done a few videos and I can't remember what video. I think it was, um, I don't remember which channel. I think it was VIP, VIP Financials. It talked about infinite banking I was like what is that privatized banking so that got me searching I was looking for ways to get build business capital I was looking for ways to continue to multiply on mm -hmm. um, properties um, I had just started because because I travel I enjoy my trips when I travel I love Airbnb um, I was starting to think, okay I, I was probably one of the earlier users of Airbnb so I started to dabble in do I you know, move from long-term to short-term rental investment? So those were the things and understanding you have kids that are, you know, 
soon to be off in college and we didn't really we're still not like we're still trying to figure things out as far as you know what are we going to do and stuff like that so just trying to figure out capital where can we get capital where we're not using completely all that you have you know you can but you know what what piece to add to to getting more capital so that's when i fell into infinite banking and i started researching on uh, nelson nash um and then I stumbled, you know, you, you, when you're on YouTube, you're just looking, you gravitate mm -hmm. to different people. Yeah. Everybody's kind of saying the same thing, but some people say it even better. So it's one of those things you, you keep on, the more you listen to it, the more you hear it. The mm -hmm. more you listen to it, the more you hear it. So I was listening to a podcast, it's actually in the shit, it, you know, um, it's um, Cashflow um, Ninja. Yeah. That's a guy mm -hmm. called Cashflow Ninja. He has two podcasts. Now, one of them that he had, was like talking about you know he talked about the history of money you know and um mm -hmm. the fiat currency and all that stuff and then eventually you know just talking about you know it's you know like how like it's you are the asset you know yes, and so absolutely. that's what he said in the last part of the podcast you know of the podcast that you are the asset and it just got me thinking about infinite banking Mm -hmm. So, you know how we're talking about the asset as the rental company, as the rental properties and stuff like that. But then getting the infinite banking, um, I am the asset that I'm investing in. Yeah. That's the way I read it yesterday. Yeah. So anyway, I find your, I find your, um, uh, your YouTube channel and you had a series of videos that kind of just explained it even more in a way that I, I liked. So I kept on watching you and I think you had taken a break a little bit. Uh, and then yeah, we when had, you came back, I think you switched uh -huh. YouTube channels and then you started the podcast. And so then I just moved on to just listening to you on the podcast. And I want to point out that this is like yeah. over two years ago because yes. we've been live yeah. on the podcast now for two years. Yeah. And so this is quite a while back that you not only I, yeah. our old videos, which was, yeah. uh, I mean, I that was well, yeah. so it's, it, I had been researching it. For that long before mm -hmm. I called last year or so, been over a year and said, "Okay, um, mm -hmm. you know, this is what I like to do." And and I like it now more. And I mean, when I was talking to you and Bruce, I think it's it's true because it it really is like a layering, you know, like onions. Like every day, I'm peeling back and I'm understanding. Wow, this is a lot more, you know, than I ever thought. You know, mm -hmm. I like the idea of having a life insurance that you can have the high cash value and you it's really you're just like you know putting the money in there and you're able to to pull it out and you know going through and buying all because since then i've gotten we've gotten quite a few more properties you know mm -hmm. and of more recent you know trying to get out the cash of the house that we literally it's our property now right i can't tell you how much hoops that i have had to jump especially when you on the banks, you, they see all the mortgages, right? Mm -hmm. The mortgages you have, so you're having to show more reserves. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> not so being able to lend as easily. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, it, I had just started with you guys on the policy. And it's interesting to me. I had just started with you, you guys, I think it was about six, seven months into it, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, I was like, wait a minute, this, duh, you, you have the, the, so, you know, the bank was able to recognize that as 
as assets as well, you know? Yes. So, so let's, that, I'm, yeah. I'm going to back up and just share kind of a little bit about what you're saying here. So yeah. what Nene is talking about is that within a whole life insurance policy, especially one that is specially designed, you have uh, cash value that's building and growing alongside of this death benefit. So yes, you have a life insurance policy growing a death benefit, but you also are saying, Hey, this cash value is extremely valuable. Um, yeah. You specifically as this store of capital, you're talking about building um, business capital uh, or real estate. And what was interesting is that you're, you're contrasting the difference of accessing the capital inside the privatized banking policy versus what it looks like to try to access that capital from getting it out of your mortgage, or yes. out of the house, or we call it in the four walls of the house. So if yes. you pay down a house, you're in a position where you're putting the equity into the house. Yes. And now in order to get that, you can't just say, well, hey, I've got $200,000 in yes. my house. I want to get it Thank out. You. you have to qualify. Yes. yes. So, so that's, it's funny because I remember when you and I started talking um, and Bruce was like, oh, all that extra money you're putting down into the house, you mm -hmm. know, we could put it. If there is one that I don't like to look into regrets, or if there is one that he's hearing, he'll probably smile and laugh at that. There is one regret. <laughs> <laughs> it would be that I wish, you know, if I could, I wish I did, we didn't put it right way into into the house. Mm -hmm. I would have preferred to put it into, because, you know, we did all that and we're like, we've done it. You know, yeah. we've paid this stuff down. This is our house. So now we want to, you want to remodel or you want to do, um, you want to go ahead and um, travel or whatever it is you mm -hmm. want to do. In our case, we're investing more in other, you know, rental properties. And it was a, oh my gosh, it was a, it was a lot of hoops. And I think it wouldn't have been as probably difficult if I hadn't, you know, if we hadn't had like other mortgages that were, and they were clearly cash flowing and paying for itself and all that good stuff. So, mm, it, was, so it was, it was a, a lot of, jumping hoops just to go through the banks, just the, the bank I was working with to, to show. And that piece came, okay, now we have this, we have everything just because it's going to be an investment property. You need to show X more times more than mm -hmm. the normal. So then you, 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 for us to get a certain percentage off of your equity on your primary home. So mm -hmm. I was like, well, I do have something to show. And that, that really, that has been really helpful, you know, um, so, and I want to point out something it, interesting with yeah. that because we talk about having the cash value inside of a policy means right. that you have the guaranteed ability to borrow against that particular policy by taking a policy loan, but that's not exactly the only way to yeah. use that asset as leverage. So it, you have this cash value, however much cash value you have inside the policy, right. you can go to the life insurance company and right. you can borrow against that cash value that way. Or yeah. sometimes the bank will say, you have this asset, this is cash yeah. value, it is liquid available cash that's safe, it's not going to drop in value, and yes. I will give you a loan or a lien against that cash value inside the policy. So you can go to multiple financial institutions and use that same cash value as a leverage. Yes, yes. And it's funny because, you know, and the other thing, the other piece to it when I was researching, I was like, well, it's still a loan. It's still a loan on the, on the policy. You remember I asked that question. I was like, well, isn't that still a loan? But you, of course, you, you, you are still paying yourself, right? You're making this mm -hmm. continue to, to grow while you're, you know, having that uh, cash value in the policy. Mm -hmm. And 
even looking at the interest rates, even with over 700 or whatever score that one will have, when you have an investment property, it's still going to be a high interest rate than uh, a resident, like somebody's primary or secondary property, you know? Mm -hmm. And then once you get into the investment interest mortgage rates, then there's a level of, okay, where's your score at, you know? So don't get me wrong, these are the best times to refinance because never has it been lower. But um, I, I do like the idea of using it for investments property because, you know, at the end of the day, you've got the tenant or if it's an Airbnb, you've got your guests that are helping you pay down, whether it's, the, you know, the policy loan, you know, or whether it, the piece, if you were to get the policy loan off of that, including the mortgage. So it's really... Um, it's just, it's, it's a really good thing. I like it. Yeah, definitely. I love definitely, just yeah. all of the elements that you're pulling yeah. together from this. And I want to actually go back to something that you said. Uh, you mentioned that you wanted the control and that's why you were wanting to invest in real estate. And then because of the research that you were doing, you were coming across this idea of I am my own greatest asset. And that is something that we would 100% yeah. endorse and agree with because yeah. If you are in a position where you're growing your mindset and you're growing yeah. your capabilities because you're not staying fixed at whatever level you were at before, but you're saying, okay, I want to increase something in my life. I want to have more financial freedom. I want more time freedom, which I heard you mention as well, more control of my time. If I want to get there, I need to make changes in my personal life. And because of the changes, as I expand and grow, then I can produce more. I can do more things because of what is my up-leveled mindset. And so you committed to doing that. And then what was really interesting is that you were talking about the infinite banking, which is privatized banking. It's the same right. for the same product, which is specially designed whole life insurance that you're able to then use to borrow against and you can invest in additional cash flowing assets. Right. What's interesting is you were saying it wasn't even as much about product as it was about your mindset. And yeah. your ability then to think about how can I get these dollars doing as much as possible and maximizing the yeah. for me. And you were saying, how do I not just have my dollars do one thing, yeah. but multiple jobs? And I think yeah. those are some really clear really recycling of money. <laughs> recycling of money is what I'm trying to. So it got yes. my it switched my thinking to is pretty much, and I don't like to compare it to HELOCs because it's not, but it switched my thinking to to you know, just recycling of money. How is that going to be? If I'm taking off a loan it, 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 to paying it down, how can I, you know, reuse it again and put it back? And I think that the kicker, yeah, I mean, it's great for personal use or anything that you want because if you're still going to go out and take a loan or car loan or if you're going to um, do whatever the situation is, uh, just any, you know, consumer debt is mm -hmm. still better, I think, in my mind. Um, but, uh, definitely just having somebody else still pay it down for you. Mm -hmm. That piece is still really good, you know, as well. Um, and, and, you know, the life, the life piece of it, the, the death, you know, yes. it's funny because, you know, the older, I am so happy that I figured this out. <laughs> Cause I had term, by the way, I had the term, uh -huh. you know, if you remember, I had a term life, mm -hmm. I still, you know, like term life insurance and uh, if I think about the, the monies, I mean, even if it was because you're younger, a, a term is much less, you know, when you have a term for 20 or however. Oh, sure. And especially if you put it in place yeah, of like you 20 years old. That, mm -hmm. Right. That you're paying like, I think it was um, 30 bucks or something like that, 40 bucks a month mm -hmm. for like a 250 
policy. Okay. We've, yep. we've been, it's coming to expire like in the next seven years, five years. Why? I, I canceled mine. There was just uh-huh. no point at this, you know. You know, so um, especially when I moved over to you. So you're paying that, what, 30 bucks for like 10 years, mm-hmm. 11 years. You know, to think about the concept of if I had, you know, put it into, and I know they have other types of permanent types of insurance, but this mm-hmm. whole life piece of it, putting it in there, thinking about all the extra savings that you know that you have and adding it all together you mm-hmm. know i liked how you guys kind of worked with me and saying okay where are all the leakages you yeah. know where are those leakages because those leakages plus the ones you think you're saving and all that stuff you know you could put it in this and then you could mm-hmm. always kind of recycling it through um, well you are just I like think about like hacking because i do like travel hacking yeah <laughs> so i do credit travel hacking as well so i like to think of it in that way as well so everything I'm trying to do is just figure out how to hack it pretty much is yeah. what I'm trying to do because, um, and then just, you know, to allow you to live the best that you can, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's a work in progress. We'll well, I love just all yeah, the ideas we'll that see. you're bringing to the yeah. table. And, and one thing that you're talking about with um, the term insurance versus whole life insurance, the interesting thing is you touched on this idea without maybe saying these words, but there's an opportunity cost of every place that yeah. we put our dollars. And so yeah. if you put dollars in one specific location and that's not going to turn any benefit for you, you're in a position where you could have potentially put those to work somewhere else. And yes. what's interesting yes. is term life insurance can still be extremely valuable because yeah. if you want to get up to your human life value, maybe you can't put enough capital into whole life insurance to be able to um, to be able to get up to the right amount of death benefit for you. But the challenge is with term life insurance, most of those policies don't pay out. So it's like about yeah. 1% because yeah. most people put them in place when they're young and healthy and of yeah. course their their life expectancy is much further past that term and they're more likely to just outlive the term policy and then it has been just a cost only to you whereas the whole life insurance is this place that you're storing capital it's a savings tool it has the life insurance element as well that's going to pay out whenever you pass away and so it's this permanent long-term product that's doing a lot of jobs for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I, I'm really happy we got it at the time cause that's all I knew at the time, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I was young, you know, young kids, we have young kids. And so for me, I felt like anything would happen, at least we had that, but I'm also glad that, you know, that my eyes and ears appealed to looking and researching things to be able to find this and to dig deeper Again, it took me a year and a half, two years before I actually made the leap. And probably shouldn't, probably should, but that's just what I needed to get comfortable, you know. But what mm-hmm. I like is that I got there right on the time because thinking about if I'm 50 for the down years, it doesn't, it costs you a little bit more to get that whole life, mm-hmm. you know, insurance with you guys again. Who knows? Maybe, you know, I got to bed, but I'm trying my best to be as healthy as possible. But you don't know, you know, what's going to happen further down, you know. So that's why I like that I got this going like right now, you know, then versus, let's say right now, at least in the past couple of years, then versus further down into the line, you know. So, um, um, and yeah. I love that you did and, and yeah. made that leap. And what's interesting yeah. as well is that I would say to somebody who's listening, it's never too late for you to be able to make these changes. You might yeah. be 22 years old and saying it's, it's too late and I should have done this earlier. You might be 58 years old and saying, oh my goodness, I should have done this earlier. You might even be past that. But the point is 
take the information that you know right now and make yeah. the best decision that you can with it. The other thing that's interesting, not only does the cost increase over time, so say you were going to get a whole life policy that was say a $500,000 death benefit at age 30 or at age 60, right. you have a higher cost of insurance when you are age 60. But the thing is that if you put it in place earlier, you have more time to go up that exponential growth curve. Yeah, which is what, it's funny you said that, and I was talking to Bruce about this. This is what we're about to start off with my kids, you know, start theirs. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because, you know, my daughter just had her first summer job and we just opened her um, uh, as a bank, you know, with Forest Bank. And, mm -hmm. you know, the combination of having a regular checking and savings account and teaching is the next thing because I had... <laughs> Is, they haven't quite finished it, but I've been forcing them to 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 um, hear uh, to read Rich Dad Poor Dad. Good, good. I told my daughter that's if she wants a car, that's what she needs to read Rich Dad Poor Dad. I love it. Um, she's like, uh, but she's a big reader anyway. But and then my son, you know, he's like, I'm not really a big reader. He's not. So I had him do like all the one that we have the cash flow diaries. The reason why I say this is because. The understanding of, because again, I, I'm still learning this stuff. I don't feel like, I, I, you know, I'm still trying You're to- You're a lifelong learner is what you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm still trying to, what I don't want is to not pass on the knowledge further down. You know, um, it's very important for me to continue to pass on that knowledge. Not, not having that financial education background and you know i'm from nigeria so the the way it runs there is completely different so when you're mm -hmm. here you, you know you're at a disadvantage as far as um i say i want to use the word disadvantage as far as what you know you know the information you know or when you come in you're adjusting to life and here and trying to adjust and mm -hmm. work and do all that stuff that most times your circle may not know about these things. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So for me, what I don't want is to um, not pass on knowledge yeah. to whoever is interested, specifically not pass on knowledge to my kids, you know, as far as, you know, how can you still get a great education? That's what you're trying to do. And how can you bank your money? How can you use the bank? How can you use your policy, especially starting early, you know, having like a policy early. Mm -hmm. And so that way as they grow, whether it's college passing down or whether it's the first house or whether it's, they have that cash value that, that has been building that they've already had an inbuilt growing. It's funny because, you know, um, when you're straight out of college and people want to qualify for a mortgage, it's like, how do you qualify for a mortgage? Or how do you get, you know? So right. that's for me trying to, I'm not, I'm not sure how those things will be used, but at least planting those bases like right now, you know? Oh, that's so, so awesome. And I love that yeah. you're not only saying, okay, you're putting in a life insurance policy in place on your own life, which you could say, well, that's a legacy because yeah. that's going to pass on to your kids at some point. Hopefully it's going to be when you're about 120 years old. That's how long, you know, right. I, I want I to live and I hope all of our clients live as well. <laughs> yeah. So we know that that's going to be a legacy that passes yeah. on, but you're saying, how can I pass on this knowledge base that I have as well? Yes. And what's interesting is I hear this like-minded, um, almost a heart cry of every person that we have as clients, this desire to say, how can I not only just be a, um, a recipient of this knowledge and wisdom, but how can I be a conduit? How can I pass this on yeah. through me to the other people that I'm influencing? And I think it's just a beautiful thing that you yeah. are 
demonstrating that for your kids. And you're not just walking the walk and hoping that they'll understand, but you're telling them about the decisions that you're making so that you can truly pass on that legacy of knowledge as well. Yeah, knowledge is power. It definitely is. That's for sure. Knowledge is power when, you know, yeah, knowledge is power. You just have to kind of search for it though. <laughs> you have to really, which is why I'm so glad I kind of found your YouTube channel, you know, and just since then it's been, it's been my goal, not just with that, just understanding the whole piece of that, combining it with other things that I want to do, you know, um, just even starting a business, you know, I'm learning more about you, you being able to have an, as a company LLC, have a policy on that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just so much of um, depth that I'm starting to really understand when it comes to, to, to this. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm really happy about it. It's, it's very difficult though to explain. I have to say it's very, it's very difficult to explain. I would say, um, but I'm really happy because I told my husband, I was like, that makes sense. Couldn't we all still, he couldn't quite get the pieces, but he's like, it, it makes sense. Okay. You know, so you know what's interesting happy. is that, that I think that, that it makes sense. Okay. <laughs> you know? I think what you're touching on something really important and it's the fact that, I mean, all of the moving parts maybe of, or not moving parts. I mean, there's not even as much movement inside of a whole life insurance policy as there would be in another type of investment or in maybe a indexed universal life or universal life. Cause there's a lot of, a lot of, um, complication with inside of that. But at the same time, when you're looking at what is whole life insurance and what does it do, it's, I think the most important things are understanding the guarantees and the certainty that it provides. And what's interesting is that all of the, the inner fine workings of what's happening, some people need to understand that fully and some people don't. But what's really interesting is as you see the guarantees on the guaranteed side of the illustration, you know that you're getting dividends you know that yeah. you're getting paid out of a portion of the company proceeds. You know that that's going to add on to your cash value. You know the cash value is never going to decrease at right. any point unless you physically withdraw the cash value or you cancel a policy, but it's not going yeah. to drop as a result of being tied to the stock market or something like that because it's not. It's it's completely independent. And so what we're what you're looking at is then a death benefit that's continuing to increase because of the dividends that are being paid in. And having a properly designed policy really just then gives you a lot of freedom to do other things in your life. And I, I would actually love for you to share just a little bit, as much as you're comfortable, um, okay. because I think sometimes people have this question, like, I am doing all this research, like you were. I'm doing all this yeah, research. Yeah. I'm doing all the learning. I'm not sure my husband or my partner or my spouse is on board. And how did you navigate through that? Because I know that for you, it wasn't ne- it wasn't easy. And it wasn't that you guys were both... Um, having the same enlightenment or awareness or research and understanding at the same time. And so you kind of were a leader in some ways as you were going through that. But can you just share maybe a nugget of wisdom for somebody who's saying, I'm interested in this concept. My spouse is not necessarily there yet. How do you figure that out and navigate it? Well, you know, it's funny you said that. He wasn't quite not not on board, I would say. Um, It was just one of the, his thing was putting the extras into that, you know, the extra, right, right. Yes. The extras, the extra monies, you know, savings into a policy versus paying down. Ah, um, uh, yes. Okay. Do you, do you, so, so he actually likes, you know, policies a, a lot. And, and so his thing was that, which is why, if you remember the beginning of my sentence, my statements, I wish we actually had put down our money mm-hmm. into the policy mm-hmm. and then built up that policy and then 
than if we wanted to pay the house back or whatever yes. the situation is. It, it, just a different way of looking at the way the cycling of that is. Doing the so, same thing, but in different order. Policy, but we went with the, 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 um, um, the amounts that we went with, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so now, you know, we're starting new policies and we're trying to, you know, do it that way. But all the same, I would say, um, is, you know, just, I think the more that one studies it, the easier it is to mm -hmm. kind of explain it, you know? Yes. And I think part of it is, you know, what are the questions? It's still alone. Right. So are we paying that back? So that's the recycling, how, you know, thinking about where are you going to pay? Who are you paying first to mm -hmm. pay that? You know, which is why I was saying, how do you use the banking loan in combination of uh, uh, the insurance? You know, how, who, how, who pays? How does that go is where the whole conversation piece of what we're going. So I would say mm -hmm. maybe studying more on it and then trying to, um, explain that piece that you're paying yourself really at the end of the day with a policy and God forbid anything will happen. They only just take that cash value, that policy loan that you're out of the death benefit piece. Right. Of it, I think it's amazing. You know, it is, and, yes, and, it is and, profound. and great that, you know, one gets it um, earlier and you get such a good death benefit when you're, you know, younger, we, you know, mm -hmm. we're in the forties and I'm like, we'll do it now. So um, just, it's, starting small and then or starting where you can yes. with the understanding with your partner where you can I would say you know that's awesome yeah thank yeah. you for sharing that and I think yeah. I think that's something that we all are navigating because we're not even always sure if we're ready to move forward and then we have we make decisions usually in conjunction with a spouse that sometimes there's one person in a family who's leading the financial decisions and yes. sometimes they both are and sometimes there's differences of opinion and sometimes they say whatever you want to do so it's just it's interesting that we're all given you said start yeah. where you are and i just want to point out that we're all given a different set of financial circumstances a different personality a different trajectory a different life situation and setup yeah. and yet at the same time it's our it's in our power to say what can we do with what we've been given to the best of our ability today right. and continue to grow. Right, you're, right. You're demonstrating that growth really well. well thank you. Thank you. Trying. <laughs> Happy, That's awesome. You know, yeah. <laughs> thank what you. would you say to somebody else? Um, maybe they were in a position where they were a business owner or maybe they're a real estate investor or maybe they're in a position where they have a job, but they're in a position where they say, I really want more control. I want more um, guarantees. I want to start on this cash flow trajectory. I'm I'm learning about infinite banking. What would you say to somebody um, who was maybe on the fence with working with the money advantage specifically and how they could maybe have clarity on knowing what to do there? It's just really, honestly, just keeping on knowledge, soaking up. I like that, you know, just, just, I, when I listen to each podcast, I hear terms and stuff. I'm like, okay, what do they mean by that? I go research again and see a little bit more. Nice. It's it, um, just, keep on researching and also understanding, you know, how money in the system and in, in the system goes as far as the fiat currency, or even just looking at how much interest rates that one pays within credit cards, or I'm not even talking mortgage because I think, you know, um, especially if it's the asset mortgage, not your primary yes. home, you know, I don't see that as a problem, but just looking for where these leakages are. And then also just really, um, um, just taking the time to get the knowledge, but not too much time because of, of, of 
you know, you're getting older. Um, um, yeah, just keep looking, keep looking, keep searching for the information and, and to, to validate your curiosity a little bit more. You know, that's what I would say, honestly. You can't, you can't make that move until you feel comfortable about something, you know, so that's what I would say. I love that you shared that. And I think also, I think that highlights something that's really important to us is that it has to be your decision or your personal decision. I mean, you are the owner of your financial life. It doesn't matter what somebody else might think is the best move for you. It's really about you doing what feels most authentic and genuine and real to you to be able to help you accomplish your goals. And and I hope that um, as somebody's listening, maybe they would be hearing that it's not just about everyone should do this one product or this one strategy. It's really about figuring out what you want to accomplish and being able to do that better. Yeah. And then, and, um, you know, most definitely working with you guys really did help that, especially down narrow down. It's like, it's like breaking down to the bare bones. Let's just see the whole full picture. Oh, and good. Carefully, you know, that's one of the things mm-hmm. I would say if for nothing else, they should talk to you just because of that <laughs> for nothing else, break that down and let's that's see, awesome. you know, Let's see what's this, and you know, um, where's this? How's this going? How does this flow? What are your goals that you're wanting to accomplish at this point? And then the product comes out of it. That's what I like. But if one is just trying to really understand what infinite banking concept is, they really have to do a lot of research, mm-hmm. just on different. Because I I came to you guys already knowing there was, there wasn't like I came to you. I said I want you to do this. You know. Uh-huh, so you and I think that that piece. Um, that piece is is so important, you know, for people to kind of just at least get comfortable, you know, Mm -hmm. that on their own, you know, that's what I think, you know? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And I appreciate you sharing that because I think education and knowledge really is power as you shared earlier. And we completely believe that as well. And it's being educated and having the knowledge and one great place to start with that. I'm sure that you have read this as well. I think we talked about this, but Nelson Nash is becoming your own banker um, kind of as the foundation and the starting point of, of really understanding infinite banking. We have resources as well on how to help your, I can't remember the exact title of it, but the investor's guide to helping your money do two things at the same time. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Thank you. But there's also, there's lots of books out on that as well on infinite banking, privatized banking, and yes, absolutely do your research. I'm going to come back to two points that you made really quick before we sign off here. And one was um, as you're paying yourself back, what's really interesting is that as you have a whole life insurance policy, you're in a position where you are earning interest. And so that's the thing that is most powerful because you're not just paying interest on a loan, whether you're taking the loan from the bank or from your life insurance policy, you're not just paying interest. You're also earning interest. And that interest that you continue to earn through interest and dividends in the policy is yeah. growing with uninterrupted compound growth. And so yeah. that's that's really the main power, having that control of your capital in your control so that you can yeah. earn interest. That's being like the bank yeah. in your own position because you are then increasing your wealth and not just relying less bank. and less on the bank and using them right. when you want to, if right. that's something. Yeah. I think I love that piece. I think I can't remember. It takes so much years to get off of that <laughs> thinking relying on the bank. I Nelson had mentioned that in one of his, uh, yes, it does take so long, you know, so if we could just gradually get a move inching my way through there, you know, so. That's absolutely right. And what I think. Or as the best you can, but you're in control of how you use it. You know? Yes. So, yeah. I also love that you mentioned taking a loan for the purpose of investing or putting that to work is, you said, I don't see any problem with that. And I would agree. So when you take a 
liability. You're in a position of leverage or most people call it debt. It's not really truly debt. You're in a position of taking a liability. You're putting that right. to productive use or you're saying, how can I be a producer with this? How can I be as much of a steward as possible? How can I use this to earn money for me? That is completely different than credit card yeah. debt or consumer debt or something that is uh, where you're just living your lifestyle on more money than you currently make. So two completely different instances of using a liability. One is for production and it's actually wonderful to do that. So yeah. So thank you, Nene, so much for being thank here you. today. This has just been amazing. I love listening to you to share from your, your heart and thank your perspective. You. Is there anything that, you, that we missed today? Anything that you want to share in closing? Um, no, I, I'm just really uh, excited about working with you guys. I'm definitely excited about starting up some more policies, you know. Um, it, it's, once you start, it really is something that you start wanting to kind of stockpile it that way. Um, just, no, I'm really happy about everything. Um, I'm really glad to be talking to you guys. Uh, so... That's awesome. Well, we are so pleased to know you as well. And it's just been really exciting to get to share your story today and to be a part of your life and your journey and helping you accomplish your goals. And so I just wanted thank to you. take the moment to publicly thank you for, um, for trusting us in that way. Oh, well, thank you. You guys are amazing. Make it easy. <laughs> Make it easy for me to understand. I love it. <laughs> well, you are an inspiring human and we love working with people who have a place that they're going in their life and we can just help your life be that much richer and better. So well, thank you. Thank you, Rachel. I appreciate that. Excellent. Well, in closing, to all of our listeners, please remember success leaves clues. So model the successful few, not the crowd and build a life and business you love. Discover the secret of how to earn a return on the same money in two places at the same time so that you can strengthen your investment returns. We've created a free guide for you that explains the top three things every investor needs their privatized banking system to do. Go to themoneyadvantage.com slash banking Put in your name and primary email address, click the send my free guide button right now, and we'll see you on the inside. Thank you for listening to the Money Advantage podcast. Today's show notes and resources are available for you on themoneyadvantage.com. If you like this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review. If you have any questions or desire to speak with a qualified financial professional after listening to today's podcast, we encourage you to reach out to us at hello at themoneyadvantage.com or check us out at themoneyadvantage.com. The opinions and views expressed here are for informational purposes only. This material is educational in nature and should not be deemed as a solicitation of any specific product or service. All investments involve risk and a potential loss of principal. Kalos Capital Incorporated nor Kalos Management Incorporated offer tax or legal advice. Please consult with a tax advisor or attorney for advice regarding the impact on your portfolio. Securities offered through Cato's Capital Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, MSRB, and investment advisory services offered through Cato's Management Incorporated, and registered investment advisor, both located at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia. E3 Consultants Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Cato's Capital Incorporated or Kalos Management Incorporated.